Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. Okay, so it's been a long time since we've recorded our mm-hmm. last episode. And we were doing episodes on Alzheimer's, and then we were going to go to prions, and we're going to tie it on to the Kuru stuff, which we're still going to do. But we got preempted. The first person we talked about when we're talking about Alzheimer's was my dad. And we were mm-hmm. talking about how I'd been down here in Twin Falls, Idaho, helping dad, who was dealing with right. Alzheimer's. And, well, my dad passed away um, somewhat unexpectedly. And so I'm down here in Twin Falls now, and I'm with my, my lovely sister here who was abducted by aliens, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a little bit. And we're going through dad's stuff. We had an amazing funeral, wouldn't you? you say that was a it was a very grandpa john funeral very joyous very good Mm -hmm. yeah we gave away money and cars and (laughs) it was it was favorite foods ate his favorite foods it was had a lot of laughter and Mm -hmm. shared a lot of memories just so uh, we can clarify we gave away two dollar bills and hot wheels cars yeah oh yeah yeah that's (laughs) yeah we're not rich. So yeah, we're yeah. not we don't want to misrepresent ourselves. <laughs> no. So my dad, he had a, a fetish for Hot Wheels cars. He loved a fetish. That. Right word. Fetish means sure it got his word. word. It, <laughs> my it dad would bring had, a whole new meaning to Hot Wheels. My dad had an addiction <laughs> to That's Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. <laughs> and he has thousands of them ranging back That's all the way awesome. to the sixties. And uh, so he said in the past that at his funeral, he wanted to give everybody a car and (laughs) brag about that he had bought everybody a car. So we handed them out. Yep. My son picked a little tiny uh, red dragon shaped hot wheel. Yeah, that was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then my other son picked a little little Camaro and I picked a, a little forerunner. What'd you so, get, Tony? Have you got one yet? I did not pick one. I mean, no. they're now in possession of thousands of them. Yeah, we have we have a, too many to select from. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to pick the one that's worth like five or $6,000. Yeah. That, that's the one I'm looking yeah. for. But, and then but, randomly lose it on eBay. It was, it was yeah. fun watching everybody pick their cars, though. It, it was, was really fun watching it, people it pick It was fun. And the $2 bill thing is my dad for whatever reason, love to give out $2 bills. He'd ask people, strangers sometimes, mm. is it your birthday? You know, is there a special day coming on? Think of a number between 1 and 10. Yeah, think of a number between 1 and 10. And he and it wouldn't matter if they guessed the right number. He'd always end up giving them the $2 yeah. bill. I remember, pick of a number between 1 and 10, and uh, if you're within 5, I'll give you... <laughs> I'll give you the. Yeah. Well, you you pick five. Yeah, pick five. <laughs> you, you get it. It was amazing Very how funny. many people didn't though. <laughs> say three. There's no. Yeah. I mean, a lot of really not so smart people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. true. And a lot of them were recipients of my dad's two dollar bills. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of. Yeah, we had a lot of good memories, but it was it was semi tragic too because mm-hmm. this thing called Alzheimer's. And we talked about how it's going to dominate the planet within the next 25 years. It will be the number one killer of everybody unless we find a way to stop it. And so my dad, although he didn't die necessarily of Alzheimer's, he wasn't in the later stages of Alzheimer's. He was on his way. And 
thankfully, we're very thankful that he could still communicate. He could still remember things with us as kids. He didn't forget our names. Mm -hmm. He remembered people's faces of 50 years ago, but couldn't remember we called them yeah. five minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of its own brand of humor sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I talked to him Less, 15 but, times a day, and he would say, Connie never calls. Yeah, Connie never <laughs> calls. You <laughs> talk to him, yeah, all day long. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a sad passing, and it totally interrupted our planned episodes. But we wanted to just basically take a few minutes, do a really quick episode, and just tell you, you know, our listening audience and friends, and tell you what's going on, and how thankful and blessed we feel to have a dad like we had and a granddad like we had. He's a great guy. I can't say enough good things about him. He was unique. He was fun. He was the epitome of strange. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If he would have been rich. He would have been eccentric. Yes. But he was just strange. Yeah. He, he, not <laughs> enough money strange. to be eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> but wonderful. Yeah. And the more we go through our stuff here, we find out really he was everything that we thought everything that everybody else thought, thought he, was, he was too. He was a good a guy, good a, good a good man. man. You know, you, you always wonder about the skeletons in closets that people have. My dad didn't have any skeletons. Just Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we know because we went through every stinking closet in this house. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of junk, but he didn't have any skeletons. He was the real deal. He did have a screen mask that you... So, Austin, you can see this. Our audience can't. But I came downstairs wearing this. <laughs> you know, I remember that from when I was little. <laughs> I think Grandma Wanda had me put that on and try to scare Grandpa. And he would sleep in that little recliner downstairs. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, she would give me that mask and a little... Yellow and orange and maybe green hammer. Okay, that's like a I don't, toy. Yeah, we haven't we haven't found the hammer yet. If you find the hammer, I mean, I would love to have that. I would frame it in my little hunting room because I would sneak up on Grandpa while he's taking a nap on on Grandma Wanda's orders and bonk him on the head with it, and it'd be like, Meep! yeah, and I'd smack Funny. him, and then <laughs> he would wake up, and I'd have the scream mask on, <laughs> and that was all. Grandma Wanda. <laughs> She's trying, to, trying to get John to wake up and go do whatever, pick asparagus. or. <laughs> I was hiding in the stairwell and uh, scratching on the walls. And all the dogs were at the bottom of the stairs That's looking at me, really. barking. And so she went around, what is that? It went around the corner and I went, ah! <laughs> And she screamed. The whole scratching on the walls thing is like a, a very typical like poltergeist thing too. So, and that was not a scratch on the wall. My dad just no. Opened that the was door the, behind the, him. the dog, the wonder dog, wanting in. But anyway, okay. So anyway, enough of that. Um, I'm down here in Twin, and uh, I'm with my sister, and we are post the funeral of my father, who we've talked about in previous episodes. He was also the person that did the little orphan Annie. Um, recording mm -hmm. for us. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. That I think we put in two of our podcasts now. Two episodes, yeah. And so I thought it might be appropriate to talk to my sister a little bit about her experience with time loss and little aliens <laughs> and little black boots. Quite possibly that sliding glass door behind you was the point of entry 
for the little green moon boot aliens. I have they zero were idea how they got in. And I don't it was know that sliding door. The boots were black. The boots were definitely black. I never got to see any kind of... All I know is very, very afraid. She saw them coming up the stairs? I did. Well... I just saw them at the end of the hallway. I saw their little boots. Boots by the door. But I couldn't I couldn't lift my head up to actually now I do have a very wild imagination and our father <laughs> did scare us a lot. Yes, and one did. of my biggest fears was being in the house alone after daddy died because I was sure they were gonna come back and get me. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully Mikey did stay here yeah. as we cleaned out stuff, so that's kinda nice. Yeah, but... she was afraid the aliens were gonna show up and finish their probing. Yeah. Well, I think we have a perfect setup because we got some cameras set up at that house now, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So we yeah, can catch some yeah, actual proof. We that, that big shot to actually see the aliens. They didn't come yet. That's all right. Maybe tonight. You never know. They never know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one to go put his hand on the window behind you. Oh, yeah. You'd see and just it. do like a. Yeah, that would be creepy. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, we talked about Connie before. We've talked about her alien abduction thing as a kid. Uh, Many people might not know that she also caused me to see things. Uh, I was very impressionable. And like she said, my dad did kind of like to scare us as kids. And with a very active imagination, Connie would subliminally implant these thoughts in my brain. How do you know it wasn't you implanting them in my brain? I don't know, but it was scary. <laughs> we were both chickens is what the, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing it was. She saw these glowing blobs. What would you call them? Blobs? Yeah, they were Orbs. Blobs. In the hallway outside of our bedrooms upstairs. And she saw them one night and told me about them. And it was the night after our grandparents had given us these little glow-in-the-dark, like, scary figurines. They weren't figurines. They were pencil shutters. Oh, yeah, they were. And they were the mummy, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Frankenstein and werewolf. Uh, Yeah, there was. Nice. (laughs) And they all glowed a different color. They did. So they were given to us, and we brought them home. That night, Connie saw glowing orbs in the same color as the scary monster pencil sharpeners. We didn't oh, know they came home. <laughs> no. So she told me that story. I was so scared. The next night, I saw the orbs glowing in the hallway. <laughs> and it terrified me. When Connie saw the, gl- the boots in the hallway that abducted her and probed her, and she had time lost. I did have time lost, but I don't. I don't think I got probed. How would you know? You had time loss. <laughs> but but the next night, I started seeing UFOs in the corral out the back window. And we kind of fed off each other. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think I was just so scared, I probably passed out and then woke up the next morning. <laughs> I think yeah. that happens a lot. I have a, a one scary story in that house that actually involves Connie in a way. We were little. I don't know how old I was, but we watched Mars Attacks. Yeah, I was way too young to watch anything with aliens. I just couldn't sleep. I was so scared of these aliens that had these jarhead type things on, and yeah, I think those aliens were wearing black boots in that. Yeah, (laughs) maybe they were. Maybe this is all connected. (laughs) It's one big conspiracy. So there are a lot of strange memories here. Plus, this house is only like maybe a quarter of a mile away from a, a canyon. Yep. In the canyon, there were all kinds of weird critters and creatures. 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 Creatures and creatures. <laughs> I need creatures more like <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Creatures and critters. Not only what? that, but you got train tracks down the road a little ways and that sugar beet factory. And it'd be like, I don't know, two, three in the morning and you'd hear train cars hooking up. Yeah. And it'd be dead silent other than like the, the of like crickets, crickets and frogs and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. of like train cars hooking up. It's a weird kind of place to grow up with. I, I agree. It's it's where like uh, industrial meets urban meets like rural. It's a weird. True. Yeah. I just know any direction a mile, you're in a different type of environment. Yeah. So. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. And there's weird dogs barking and stuff. Go get them. Get them. <laughs> All wow. five dogs just ran out the door. <laughs> but. My sister also, you know, she's like no stranger to UFOs mm-hmm. because when she was, you know, newly married and they were driving out in the middle of Nevada, she actually saw one land on the railroad tracks right in front of her. Did it say chugga, 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 choo, choo in front of you? No, we have terror. Okay, yeah. It yeah. was on my face. Yeah, we got to set this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Connie's asleep in the back or in yeah. the front seat of the car without back, her glasses. No, I was in the back seat. Oh, she she was in the and back Kevin seat. And my husband's twin brother Kelly was in the front in seat. In the front seat. So yeah. she was in the back seat asleep and she is blind as a bat without her glasses. They're cruising through the desert, the Nevada desert, at like 90 miles an hour. Like Kevin, right, right near like Area 51. Yeah, kind of out there. There's one train crossing in 500 miles. Yeah, by Lund, Nevada, <laughs> right? By Lund. And so she's out there asleep. Kevin driving, and he sees the train trussels coming down. And he screams. And it, But he, he keeps going fast and then hits the brakes really hard and yeah, screams well, and goes, A UFO, a UFO, I am going to ram it. <laughs> Which I'm going to ram it. I popped my head out. All I can see were these red lights, lights lowering. Down. <laughs> nice. And anyway, he slept on the couch. I can I can picture the two talking to Hey, uh, hey years. Kelly. Wouldn't it be funny if we uh we we scared Connie a little bit? We just tell her that the train's a UFO. It's one of their favorite stories, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every time we head this direction, we have to cross the UFO landing strip and mm-hmm. and reminisce. She gets so. she gets probed there often. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna read oh. this whole joining your podcast thing. <laughs> I don't know, it's a joy. I, you know, we're not going to take very long. This is going to be a short episode, but I did want to like just check in with everybody and say we are still alive. We've had a traumatic event, but it's also a very treasured and precious memory and kind of a, I'd say a landmark <laughs> in my life. It's like, it's like a pivotal moment that happens a few times in your life. And this is one of them. Where I'm an orphan now, and, Con- and Connie's an orphan now, and our parents that were our rocks growing up, and were everything, and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of sets a different kind of stage for the rest of your life. And, you know, we'll do our best. We're going to rock it as best we can as we move forward. And this is what happens in life. You go through these things and they're pivotal moments and uh, and you make changes and you adjust. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. And I'm so glad that my dad 
um, was the type of guy that he was, and he left us hope. And we found out he, you know, a lot of people find out their parents may not be what they think they are, and he is he is everything that everybody has ever said about him. I mean, mm-hmm. kind, humble, and and eccentric, and there was very and, little very little acting with Grandpa John. No, no. He was the real deal. And even as he lost his memory, you know, we lost a little piece of him, but he did not change from that. He didn't deviate from oh, that. He, he was happy. Yeah, even the last little bit, a lot of, a lot of Alzheimer's patients do, because my mother-in-law, you know, she went through some anger periods, and Daddy was never, never like that. that. He yeah. was always, always kind, always wanted to know who you were, yeah, how yeah. you were doing, where you came from. Favorite saying, life is good. Mm-hmm. He said that all the time. And he would say, God is good. And I got to say, you know, okay, we're not a religious podcast, and we don't want to get preachy. But there is something about faith that he had that for all of us that attended that funeral, it was a different kind it of thing. It was a great, joyous mm-hmm. feeling. Because we had hope. It really was a celebration of life. We celebrated. We had good food, so much laughter. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome. I think that's the only funeral I ever left where I didn't feel sick inside and sad, you know, like. Obviously, I was sad, but I didn't feel that funeral feeling. I felt good. Like, we really did a Grandpa John today. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was a he very good it. funeral. He'd have been... He's watching from heaven going, that was awesome. Yep. It was fun. It was a good funeral. I thought it was a little bit serendipitous that we were going through this whole thing of how Alzheimer's can affect people and... uh it can be a life-changing thing for a lot of people. And then unexpectedly, we, we end up with this uh, funeral as we talk about this great person in our life. I don't know. It just it struck me as a little bit odd as old grandpa was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to be involved in whatever you're doing. Yeah, like uh, maybe it was supposed to be that way. I don't think it has anything to do with our podcast necessarily. No, no, just, no, no. It just gives you an opportunity to kind of be like, I don't know, bring awareness to it. Well, this illness affects so many people. So many people. Exactly. And um, it's heart-wrenching on so many levels. We could say we were lucky. I think we were very lucky. I think we were blessed Mm -hmm. that dad left us before he'd reached the point that it was so tragically sad. Mm -hmm. Um, for so many people, that's not true. And I know we talked about in our other episodes how, you know, what happens to your consciousness? What happens to your soul when your brain doesn't function anymore? And you hold on to these little hopes that maybe they're aware, but they're behind the scenes so that, but they can't communicate with you like they could normally, but they can see how much you love them and how much you care for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm so thankful. I have no regrets with my dad that I got to show in every way I could. And my sister did too. We got to show how much we cared for him mm-hmm. um, in many ways as best we could. Connie, every day we had cameras set up in the living room and in the kitchen and outside where you could see inside the back area of the kitchen. And she was on every night with him watching, um, helping him take his pills. She was able to see that he was okay. 
um, help him to remember where things were at, uh, how to turn on the TV, um, get the cable working again because he would always mess that up the remote. Yeah, that was you. Yeah. But I usually called oh, you yeah. to tell you. So we had these ways, and I'd come down and I'd stay. And, and my other sister, she was always coming out and helping. And, you know, he had a lot of support. So, I mean, I'm so thankful for he had, that. He had to stay where he lived, where he yeah. loved till the day he died. Yeah. Didn't wake up in a That's strange, a strange place, place every day like so many do. And we were very blessed to be able to honor yeah. his last wishes and keep him home. It makes me think of that thing I said, maybe the first Alzheimer's dementia type episode we did, where it's an opportunity to give a person who forgets things, not like a bad day every day, but you can recreate the best day of their life over and over again throughout the day. Well, you can always definitely. It, it gives you the opportunity the to make their day. Almost like a fix. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a very short. They can relive it over and yeah. over. So you can yeah. re- help them relive a joyous mm-hmm. moment or a happy thought over well, the, and over again. Like on this table, there were four or five Hot Wheels. And yeah. every day when he walked by it 10 times a day, he would pick them up. And they were new. They every were new. Single time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other thing, the big bag of Swedish fish and gummy worms. <laughs> Every time he would walk by, it was like, oh, a bag of goodies. And he would like eat gummy worms Those and Swedish fish. Joy. They're so good, like, though. <laughs> yeah. Blame him? No. I mean, what a great way to go. And he, he was in his house. He didn't ever have to leave. He thought he left. He thought he would go drive around and stuff. So he was happy and content. And I'm so thankful for that. From his perspective, that's good. From our perspective, that's sad. Mm-hmm. But. I love him. Um, we love him. We know that we believe that he's in a better place. And uh, and that's a lot of comfort. And that's because of his faith. And he instilled that in us. And we've talked about faith in other episodes. And it's a big part of our lives. And I think that's why we we have such joy in the belief that he's oh, he's better. He's good. He's got his brain back. I think one thing that's been kind of fun so I've been here for a couple of weeks now, been a- able to hang out with my sister who, you know, we'd see each other every year, a couple of days, whatever, you know, maybe two or three times a year. <laughs> and we've been hanging out and I've been giving her crap. It's been awesome. And, and, we, and we, uh, we've been able to like go through all of dad's treasures and read notes that he would leave you know, about people. He kept journals and we found those and they're just so awesome. So it's bittersweet because it gives us a perspective of dad we never had before. But at the same time, you know, we're sharing this, these moments together and it's really good. But I got to so, tell a story. I, got to I, I was going to, I was going to ask you, do you have a favorite story of the last week? I do. You want <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you want to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. So I went, we went to, we went out to the Chinese food buffet, right? And it's called Lung Hing. Lung Hing. Oh. And Nancy is the uh, owner of Lung Hing. And they also catered dad's funeral. Mm. And they so, did a great job. That Mandarin yeah. chicken was amazing. Yeah, Shout out to Lung Hing in Twin Falls, favorite? Idaho. Yes. It was good. So anyway, we go there and we get the buffet. And, uh, Connie's up at the buffet, being a pig, eating, you know, (laughs) loading her plate, making Mongolian noodles or whatever you're doing. And while she's up there, 
the uh, waitress, I think, who secretly has a crush on me. She does. She has a crush on me. <laughs> um, comes up and, and she asked me kind of in confidence. She goes, so is that your wife? And I said, <laughs> I said no, that's, that's my sister. I said, I'll give you an extra big tip if when she comes <laughs> back, if you ask if she's my mother. <laughs> so Connie comes back with her giant bowl of noodles. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there and the waitress comes up and goes, so are you his mother? <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was so great. And Connie, you know, to her credit, she took it like a champ. She kind of laughed and said, no, I'm his sister. But then I felt guilty. So I had to confess and I told her what I did. It was a great night. It was awesome. It was great. Perfect. That's funny. Yes. High point of his week. I forgot what a good victim Connie was. I am a victim. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I don't know, bud. I mean, we could drag this out. I I don't want to bore our uh, listening audience, but um, I just want to let people know what was going on. It's been a a very emotional and, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Well, it's been kind of a blessing and emotional and... Um, family building and I don't know. I, I think there's many good things that have come out of it. It's sad to see daddy go and I will miss him terribly. But, yeah. Um, he left us some wonderful legacy and, and it's mm-hmm. been good to be out with you. Yeah, it's been fun. I think we need to touch on some high points though, before we, before we cut it short, touch on them. Obviously we had the little orphan Annie. Yes. Story. A little orphan Annie by a guy named John. John. You guys have heard that before a couple times. Yep, yep. Um, This guy was eccentric with or without money, Connie. (laughs) (laughs) No, they say if you don't have money, you're just strange. strange. (laughs) So so he was strange. (laughs) He might have been the birth child of this this podcast. But. this guy slept outside on New Year's Eve yes, in Twin Falls, Idaho, where the weather is not ideal. For 40 years? For 40 years. For 40 years. And at one point, it became a thing. And the, the local news channel came out and interviewed him about his sleeping outside. And, yeah, and uh, he asked and the he, anchor he, woman if she would sleep with him. Yep. He may, he, he may or may not have been in his tuxedo, right? In the video. He was when they came out. He had his teddy bear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think he was in his tuxedo and he was holding a teddy bear with button eyes and all, you know, very typical cheap teddy bear. And the news ladies talking to him about why he does it and all these things. And he says, well, you can come out there and sleep with me if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mom's so funny. Oh, no. I was like, my dad's it's so cool. a good story. He just asked a woman to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. In front of my mom. In front of mom. Yeah. How what cool a that? super stud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. He, and, you know, he was a an exceptional um, sports star in his you know, in his high school and in college, he played college football. And uh, yeah, he was it was kind of it was kind of crazy seeing all the 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 newspaper clips and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was five eight, all of what one hundred and sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. 
and he was fast as lightning and could jump like a frog and he was just good he played baseball he played basketball and he played football and he lettered in all of them and then he went on and played college football so there you go that's awesome and you know things that i remember is he used to somehow make it up to uh soldier mountain or pomerel some local ski hills with me and he used to go snowboarding and skiing well he skied i snowboarded but uh i've had people get in touch with me and say hey i remember your grandpa from those ski trips and i you know i'm sorry to hear that stuff he was such a great guy and he used to call himself the silver bullet while he was skiing because he had an all all gray all silver ski suit Silver bullet, or if he met you on the street, he would say he's tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> but he was, he was like he was none of those things. Great, yeah. Kind of like I think he was. I think he was because confusing himself with his grandson. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's good times, good memories, a good man, and you know, I just good to show life is short, and. You've got to take you got to take time to do the things that will make life memorable, and you got to love people, and you got to care, and you got to mm-hmm. you got to try to make life good, not just for yourself but for others. And and he lived that, he did, and that. did that. He did that. Yep. So anyway, there you go. Yeah. So Austin, our next episode, which we already have recorded, but it's been preempted because of of this uh, situation. We will continue our episode on prions, close it out, and then I think we need to turn a corner. I think this is a good stake in the ground, and maybe we try to, uh, I don't know, rebrand a little bit. It's been two years, and I think we should maybe apply ourselves a little bit more. And uh, I don't know, get on with things. There are a lot of strange things out there we need to talk about. Yep, there are tons. I think we can try to, you know, focus a little more on the podcast now that, you know, you're not trying to... Uh, you don't have to you run were, back and forth every weekend. Yeah, you were going down to Twin Falls every weekend, and not that that's something to regret, but... No, no, I don't um, regret any of it. You know, we can make something positive out of a, a dark situation, and we can we can move on and move forward and... Can honor one of our patriarchs. Yep. I think Little Orphan Annie will be a regular theme in our podcastery. Yeah, she can live on in perpetuity. Perpetuity, there you go. <laughs> One of Grandpa John's favorite words, perpetuity. perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, bud, you want to go ahead and close this out? It's, we put more time in than we thought, and we can uh, end this one and get on with other things. What do you say? Sounds good. So, join us next time for some cold drinks in some strange conversations. Taters. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Connie. What? I don't know. What no, I you, say, you said it right. Taters. Connie, Taters. say something Say something that has to do with potatoes. Fries. Fries. <laughs> French fries. Tater trots. Tater trots. <laughs> Hash browns. I don't know. Scallops. Scallops. Mash. I don't know. Mash. Hash browns.